Hey, and welcome to Too Much. I'm Jess. And I'm Mandy. As ethical vegan women, the word extreme is often used to describe us. And honestly, sometimes it feels overwhelming to care so much about so many different things. So we created this show to talk about anything and everything we want, from veganism and other world issues, to feminism and all the controversial topics in between. This is a space for us to be exactly who we are, which for most is probably too much. Okay, hi everyone. Welcome to episode 21 of Too Much. Today, (laughs) we were planning to talk about Thanksgiving and veganism, but things have changed and uh, the birth control topic is is crazy and we're getting, when we started talking about our first birth control episode, People were just in our DMs, like we got so many stories. Then we decided, well, okay, screw this, let's ask for more and hear from more women about their personal horror stories with birth control. Yes, I was thinking, how how fitting is this, you know, spooky season's coming up. Yeah. We can talk about all of our horror stories regarding birth control. Literally, what's scarier than that? (laughs) (laughs) And before we get into it, I just want to say, we did talk about this in the last episode, but I had a lot of women saying, you know, there's a lot of amazing things about birth control. And we do know that and understand that and are grateful for that. Like, how amazing is it that we can have sex and not have to worry about having a baby? And, you know, especially in Canada, it's free. Like, it's very easy to get access to it. So we're grateful for it in that sense. And I think it's very liberating in terms of, like, in terms of feminism, but also not. That's why we're talking about it more today. But And it helps a lot of women with health problems as well. Helps relieve pain and whatnot. We do understand that a lot of people benefit from this. But today we'll mostly be diving into the just sharing your guys' stories because, you know, it's one thing to hear from us too. And we should also say we're not, obviously not healthcare professionals. We're not doctors. Like, that obviously goes without saying. But it's one thing to hear our stories and our experiences. But to hear, like, endless stories from you guys. Not only, lots of these were very different, but lots of these stories were also extremely extremely similar which is super telling so i'm excited to talk about them and share them we're actually all living the exact same life just at varying degrees of intensity yeah i never have people in my dms like mandy usually has full question boxes and people in her dms all the time but i had like i could have sat on my phone all day i had so many people messaging me because i made a story I was so I couldn't sleep one night and I was up on my computer and so and I was thinking about getting my IUD removed and I was just worrying about it and thinking about it and I couldn't sleep and I was like Kate got up cut myself a huge piece of chocolate chunk uh zucchini bread (laughs) and and was like looking at stuff on my computer to try to learn more and I found this Cosmo article they just blew the roof off of all of the things that we think we know about birth control the fact is that it's just so under-researched and pain management is also under-researched. We just, like, nobody cares to understand the issue, basically. And so I was posting about that on my story. I was really angry because I've got this thing inside of me. I don't want it there. I didn't know how 
bad of a decision it would be to get it. I didn't understand. I thought that I did enough work by going to the clinic and talking to a female doctor. I didn't. And I just got so many replies to that story with people just willingly telling me all of their birth control woes and telling me their experiences with the IUD and how it's also low-key ruined parts of their life too. It's insane. The article said 17% of women who have not yet given birth experience severe pain while getting this device in and Mandy was even like it's 100% like what do you mean like the number is so much higher than that guaranteed because what we've determined by the stories you guys have sent us is that it was painful for you guys as well and many of you went back to the doctor and they didn't believe you and said there was nothing they could do about it and said that it was just something that you needed and shut you down which is a very familiar story we all hear as women regardless of what we go to the doctor for we're very used to just being told that it's all in our head and why (laughs) i tweeted a couple days ago i was like you know it's just girly things letting ongoing health problems continue because why would we wait two hours at the clinic just to be told it's all in our head literally so yeah it's a very familiar song and dance we've heard from all of you and yes that percentage is likely way higher because they don't give a shit about us they don't care and they don't want to scare us away so they make it sound like this low number when in reality i think it's a lot higher and of course it is like they just don't choose to listen to us when we are in pain absolutely and they sugarcoat it because if you if the doctor says oh you're gonna experience severe pain nobody's gonna get it so they want to make a profit and they want to meet their quota yeah i'm just i'm shocked because the lived experiences of women aren't they're somehow not being heard like so many people in our communities were telling us these stories and these are all women that i know either personally or from the internet and i would have never known that they went through this horrendous thing that probably took a huge toll on their health and they're just living their life on instagram being super joyful and positive all the time and women are so resilient and amazing like you would just never know like if that happened to me If half the things that we heard happened to me, I would be bitching and complaining on Instagram. Like, you would hear it from me, but these women just strongly and silently deal with this quietly, which is what we've been taught to do. We're just going to go through and read. We just, we got a lot of stories and I think maybe 25 or 30 between the two of us and the podcast Instagram. And I would say 95% of those stories were negative and almost like probably a good 10% of them were really extreme. So many of them were really bad. I had a friend slash acquaintance message me and in regards to my story and she said I had to have my IUD removed in the hospital and I was like, oh, like what kind of painkiller were you given if you were in the hospital? And she was like, ha, painkiller? They told me to take an Advil and I forgot that was it for insertion, for removal, I was unconscious, thank God. She said I had a friend be put on laughing gas, and she said she felt nothing, yet I nearly passed out and shit myself for mine. She went on to say, nothing like sitting on the toilet, door open because you're a faint risk with a bucket on your lap, right? So she had a horrendous experience getting it in, and then she was like, nope take me out for the removal like she didn't want to go through that again well you're kind of wanting that to be you aren't you 
Yeah, I'm like, please. I told her, I was like, honestly, take me out. Like, I don't want to be alive for this. Yeah, so I called a couple clinics. The one is the clinic that I got the IUD in at, and they, the doctors there were great. Like, the people there are amazing, but I called there, and they said that they don't do any anesthetic, which I assumed they wouldn't because it's just a very basic women's health clinic. They don't do freezing. We booked a phone consultation for me to talk about pain management with a doctor, which would push my appointment further. And so I have a phone call. It's going to take a whole month for me to have a phone call with a doctor about pain management where I know 100% they're just going to tell me that they can prescribe me Ativan. They can't. They're not going to prescribe me anything for pain. They're going to prescribe me something for anxiety. And that's what's infuriating me. So I called another clinic on the island, a women's health clinic, and they said the same thing. They don't do anesthetic. They don't do freezing. The woman on the phone was kind of rude. She was like... I told her, like, I'm low-key terrified. I went through a really traumatic experience when I got in, and so I really want to be on some serious painkillers. And she was like, she completely wrote me off. She was like, nope, all you should need is just need 800 milligrams of ibuprofen. That's all you need. She had that, like, older woman attitude thing. It's like, that's all you need, and it'll be fine. And the removal is so much easier. And it's like, lady... The things I've heard in the last 24 hours, I am not going through this without some kind of... Why the fuck do they tell people that? It's... Like, they're just lying to you. they are lying. That was the thing that I found on that Cosmo article, which is the Cosmo article, but it was... It was a good article. It doesn't work. The, ibu- the Advil, the Tylenol, the ibuprofen, it, it doesn't work. It's been scientifically proven to not work. And they're continuing to tell women that that's what you need to take. So we're getting no pain management, no painkillers whatsoever. We're going into this. It's a procedure. Like they're going into your cervix and we're getting no help with pain. Like nobody fucking cares. (laughs) That makes no fucking sense. Like that's what I take when I have cramps and it doesn't even work half the time. Why would they tell you that when they're literally going into your body and removing this foreign device? That that's all you need. Or putting it in. Like, putting in yeah. this little thing with the arms go up. Like, your uterus is like, no thank you. I don't like that. I don't know. I just think it's so irresponsible for her to be the the receptionist at a women's health clinic. And she's on the phone telling me, no, all you have to do is take ibuprofen. All that put aside. It's just horrible customer service to make you feel, like, belittled and stupid and dramatic. But also Super very dismissed. familiar. It's what we're used to hearing when we call doctor's offices. So, like, what can't you look into going somewhere else, even? I'm thinking I'm going to call the hospital. But the thing is, it's it's like at a certain point, unless you go to a different city, you don't have a choice. Like, I called back the first clinic, made my appointment. So I have an appointment to get this thing removed, and the phone call is a few days earlier. So I can always bow out if I don't want to do it. But she told me, this woman was amazing. She was on the phone with me for such a long time and really took the time to talk to me about it. And she said, the hospital might be a waste of my time because they're probably just going to refer you back to us. There are doctors at the hospital who are certified to do the procedure, but they're just going to refer you back to us because we're the once you do it on the island. I'm going to see what I can do because at this point it seems like I will not be able to get anything for pain. I will only be able to get Ativan 
or something like that for anxiety. I have a month to figure it out. <laughs> wow. Are you thinking about looking into somewhere not on the island, close to Chilliwack? Yeah, I think I might. If there's no way that I can get proper painkillers, I might just have to not do it here. And like in Vancouver, like someone do it for me where I don't have to feel pain, please. It shouldn't be that hard. Which is so dumb because why should you have to take a fucking ferry just so you can get this object taken out of you. I read another article where a a female doctor was talking about how she has really lessened the pain in a lot of her patients by talking them through it. Like even that, the ways that you can reduce anxiety by telling someone exactly what's going to happen, exactly when, and then walking them through it when it's happening. Like you have to give informed consent. I think that you should, like you shouldn't just be jamming things up someone's body and not telling them what you're doing. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast. I'm like extremely, extremely squeamish. I don't know if I've talked to Jess about this even. Extremely squeamish. I always have been. I have this thing called basovagal response where whenever I get blood taken, whenever I get, I got my ears pierced, when I was at the eye doctor, it happens all the time. First time I was 12, I got blood taken. I threw up at the blood place. Like this is kind of like normal, but it's like, I guess it makes me anxious, but it's like, I seriously don't have any control over it, no matter how how hard I try. It's like something goes off in my brain where I I throw up at the blood place or I'll get like, I'll start losing my vision and I'll think I'm going to pass out. So that's happened pretty much every time I've gotten blood drawn. One time I was at the eye doctor and they like put this really bright light in my eye and then they put eye drops in my eye and I don't know what happened to me, but I completely passed out. I just woke up on the concrete floor with the eye doctor hovering over me and my sister like thought I dropped dead (laughs) and then I threw up a bunch i was even at the river one time and i cut my leg open and i threw up threw up at the river just because i cut my leg open can't control it so something any kind of procedure like that would genuinely terrify me and when when i was coming off birth control people were recommending i get an iud and i was like no that is not even a question i hadn't even looked into like the health concerns regarding it or anything i was just like i'm not getting for an object in my body That sounds invasive, like we talked about before. It is. Everywhere I go, whenever I'm at any doctor's office and I know I'm getting a flu shot or any kind of blood drawn or anything, if I'm getting my eyes looked at, I always have to tell doctors, like, just so you know, like, I might pass out. (laughs) To hear that you're not being taken seriously at all. Like, I know for a fact if I was in that situation, I would not be having a good time. I would definitely pass out. I'd definitely be throwing up. I just could never imagine doing something like that. And it's so frustrating that people just don't want to take you seriously. And when you know, like, we know ourselves. We know how we experience things and react to things. And to have some stranger tell us, no, you're going to be fine. Like, fuck off. It's so dismissive. And it just continues the cycle of women not taking ourselves seriously and healthcare professionals not taking us seriously so then we never get the proper care that we need no that would be a nightmare for you i'm not too bad around blood or anything i mean as everyone does i hate needles and things like that but that part of your body is just next level like it's such a private area and it's such a sensitive area and it holds so much people could say oh it's just a body part but it it's not like there's so much there like people may have experienced trauma the worst part is that if you want to get freezing (laughs) if you want to get a painkiller you have to get a needle 
down there. And that just defeats the purpose. Like for me, it's not even knowing the pain that I'm ultimately going to feel. It's the entire procedure. It's propping my feet up, scooching my butt to the end of the table, dilating you, putting things, like it's horrific. It's so humiliating and so uncomfortable to have already gone through it to the point where I'm uncomfortable with that region of my body. I could not even imagine, couldn't imagine doing all of those things without being under the influence of something. Like I'm need to go high as a kite. Me too. Like even when I got my wisdom teeth removed, we had that option to get that pill that kind of just makes you a little out of it. And I was like, no fucking way. Is anyone surgically removing teeth from me? unless I'm like completely under that should just be an option maybe it's because it is like a female body part and they don't want you to be unconscious for but I don't know there just needs to be some way around it because yeah it's so much more than that and I think that's what also has to do with the way I respond to those situations when I feel like lightheaded and woozy I think it's not just seeing blood I think it's an anxiety like fight or flight thing that just plays into it so much more like it so much more than just like oh it's up there now it's out like it's this whole mental thing it's a whole experience and they even warn you too for normal people they're like you might faint so get up super slow they're like you can have a little granola bar in a juice box and like just sit up really slow and i was just like crying in the room and she was like take your time like i was just like sitting there ass out like just crying in my <laughs> gown like this is not a nice thing for women to endure yet we've made it completely the, the norm for us to just yeah go through this constant battle to get our basic rights respected yeah it's ridiculous like here you're traumatized here's a fucking juice box like what okay this is the first one i got trigger warning abortions and i just want to say obviously i'm sure you guys assumed already no judgment when it comes to abortions on the too much podcast she said so when i got my last abortion which was my second one they essentially forced an iud a hormonal iud on me and put it in me the same time they did the abortion and this ha this is common when women get abortions like they are immediately basically recommended to get an iud because they think obviously you need one you're not using any form of birth control obviously you need one and it's kind of like pushed on them all the women actually that i know who've gotten abortions have had iud's put in like immediately after oh my lord you don't even have like a minute to let her breathe yeah so she said they put the iud in the same time they did the abortion and she said when i tell you it was the most excruciating pain i had to go to the hospital like four days after because i was just bawling my eyes out from pain for days i've never felt pain like that in my life i physically couldn't move the doctor at the hospital thought i was bullshitting and wouldn't do anything he he i still have it in but to this day i have the most insane cramps all the time i want to get it taken out but i don't want to have to go through another abortion or anything again and i'm also not ready for babies how can a doctor not believe you when you say you're in severe pain like obviously you're gonna look like you're in severe pain how does that work because i have a vagina you're gonna discriminate against me and not take me seriously like oh person who owns a penis i'm 
sure you know better anyways. Yeah, most of these people I had to be like, I am so sorry when they told us their stories. Like, they were so extreme to the point where it was like, I actually I know. don't know what to say. Like, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that because most of it was pain, extreme pain, and then negligence on behalf of the doctors. It was like always paired up. It was like they were going through something horrific and the doctor didn't do their job. Yeah, which is two very traumatizing experiences in their own ways, like separately. Pain and then like not being believed. Being made to feel like you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, being gaslit by your healthcare professional. Yeah, like, What absolutely. do we pay you guys for? Haha, <laughs> this is not IUD related, but it's women's health related. Someone said, one time I went to see a walk-in doctor for an STD test. And for some reason, I had to answer a bunch of questions, which included the number of people I slept with. And he literally looked at it and went, well, you're promiscuous in a very derogatory tone. Ew, that's disgusting. Who says that to a patient? She said, it made the whole situation more nerve-wracking because despite being okay with sleeping with people, one obviously does not want to be at the clinic worried about STDs. I mean, I'm not implying that this person, this doctor was necessarily a predator, but just imagine how many people get into that position so they can say gross things like that. It's a power trip for sure. Like, you're the male, you're the older person, probably, and you're the one, you know, sitting at the little desk with your little brass nameplate and your little collared shirt, and you're giving out advice. Like, that is just narcissist heaven. Okay, the first response that I got from my question box was, I stopped using the pill once the hormones made my depression so bad I was suicidal. And I didn't get into this last week, I just said I was like monthly depressed but I was pretty much monthly suicidal when I was on birth control like I relate to this a lot because I had so many mood swings uh, I would get like really angry out of the blue and I wouldn't know why it would almost be like frightening and scary you know the thoughts that I would have in terms of feeling so depressed that I wanted to end my life and just not really knowing why at all like, that's terrifying to not even know why. I honestly, since I stopped the pill, I really thought it was, like, something I just always had. I mean, I have always been, like, had bouts of depression, but especially during my whole time using the pill, looking back on it now, I think that was the main thing to blame, like, the extremity of it. And since I stopped, I haven't had anything like that since. I mean, I do get like situational depression, but not like wanting to end my life depression. And when it comes to that, why aren't we taking this more seriously? It's kind of literally a matter of life or death. Literally, it's making people want to kill themselves. Yeah. This was the most common thing I got from most women. They said they were severely depressed from the pill. Yeah. This person said, when I was saying, oh, I'm going to get mine out, she said, I got mine put in a year ago and literally earlier today made the decision to take it out. Not only all of this, but the hormonal IUDs oftentimes cause serious depression spikes. I've noticed a huge change in my mental health from the first month I had it put in. A good friend of mine had one put in and noticed that she was having some very unsafe thoughts and within a week of getting hers out, she had no more issues. To be fair, she struggled with depression for years, but never to the scale of when she had the marina in. Um, and then she said, I've been on anxiety meds for the past few years, and I recently stopped taking those. 
and those helped my body release more serotonin, I think I didn't notice as much. But this past month, literally every day, I wish I didn't exist. And I'm like 98% sure that it's the IUD. Like, are they designing these for us to kill ourselves? I'm confused. Um, one woman said, I was on the pill for a year, experienced weight gain, crazy mood swings, depression, fatigue. I was only on it for a year and then stopped. That's amazing that you can be in that state and like realize that it's not you. Like it's not just you going through those things. It's the pill doing that to you because I think a majority of us have been on it for, I was on it for eight years. I know women who've been on it for 10 plus years. And when it's that long, you just think this is who I am. Like it literally becomes a part of your identity. That's the part that infuriates me too is we have literally been medicated to the point of being crazy. Not not actually crazy, but society deems women as crazy and unreasonable and all the things that we know society thinks about us. And it's because we're all on this medication with horrific side effects and none of us are actually experiencing our natural cycles or our body's natural state. Like we are constantly, for yeah, half of our lives we're under the influence of this medication that is really sad to me that we can't even remember when we were normal we can't like we don't have that experience we have nothing to compare to because we can't remember when we were 15 like i don't know what i was like i was going through puberty so i was also kind of a monster so which is so crazy yeah like we talked about this last week too but i can't believe they put us on the pill when we're not even fully developed when we're already going through so many hormonal changes and then they're like here's some more hormones it's so wrong to me. Like, it's just so left and right to willy-nilly. I had so many messages saying, yep, my doctor just threw me on birth control when I was younger, and I wish it was different. And same here, I went to so many different clinics because I don't have a family doctor on the island. So to update my prescription, I would just go to whoever, some rando, and they would be like, sure, here you go. Yeah, here's a prescription, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Okay, thanks. They don't really, they'll just give you any freaking kind too. It doesn't really matter. This person said, I was literally just in emergency for something unrelated to birth control and was asked what I used for birth control and I said nothing. I used the pill when I was younger, but it contributed to a loss of my natural cycle. The doctor asked if I would get an IUD and I said, no, I'm not interested in that. He, this white male doctor, went on to tell me that it's highly recommended and the best birth control option out there and I continued to politely decline no thanks, take your rubbish and shove it elsewhere, which is also so relatable because when, when I went to my doctor about the IUD, they only have five minutes to see you. They don't know you. They don't know you at all. They don't know what you're going through. They don't know your body. They have five minutes and they just want to put you on something. And so he said, oh, you want to be, you want to get an IUD? Here, go on the marina. It's the best. It's the top of the line, top tier. It's the most effective. It has the best reviews. But that IUD is the strongest, most intense one out there on the market. That wouldn't be appropriate for my body. It's recommended, I believe, to older women or women who have given who have given birth or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't the right one for me. So he, I'd had this prescription for this monstrous thing. I could have gotten it in, but I didn't. I decided to go to Island Sexual Health and get the Kylina instead, which was the 
less crazy dosage but yeah it's just like holy not only are we getting these devices when we probably don't want them we're also getting the wrong ones for our bodies easily like there's so many different kinds for a reason but doctors could care less to take the time to actually tell us what the right one is for us <laughs> These are two positive experiences. Somebody said, I feel like one of the lucky women who's been on the pill for three-ish years and haven't really had any negative side effects besides depression in the first few months. And somebody else said, I'm a registered nurse and I've had an IUD for the last eight years and it's been the best. This person said, I was on the pill from like 14 for acne, wasn't even sexually active. This is another thing. Why is acne so terrible for prepubescent girls that they need to go on hormone-altering daily medication? Anyways, it cleared up my acne and I jumped around from different brands trying to find something that didn't make me very emotionally irritable and kind of depressed until I was 17 or so. Then I got an IUD, which I had a fine insertion and no pain or periods, which was nice, but zero sex drive, which is also common. I think because of my age and the fact that I was only really just getting to know myself sexually, I just figured that it was a problem with me and I never considered that it might be the artificial hormones in my uterus. And anyways, I just think about it now and I talk with my other girlfriends who have had similar stories and I find it so upsetting that young girls don't have the opportunity to get to know themselves without added hormones in their bodies until they are in their later life and off birth control. I now track my cycle and use basal temperature monitoring for birth control and I feel so in tune and happy with myself a full year with no birth control. I just wish I knew this earlier. Beautifully said. Yeah, I think we all wish that. Yeah, that's what I hear about the fertility awareness method and I feel that way as well like I feel so much more in tune with my body and this is something I experienced after I was off birth control even just for the first few months I noticed so many weird things about my cycle like different discharges and whatnot and different textures of discharges and this was all just being suppressed by the pill and now like it's gotten to the point where I know if my discharge looks this way then I'm more fertile and if it doesn't then I'm good to go like it's it's seriously that easy i just wish it wasn't looked at as some like hippy dippy shit because it's just knowing your body this is how it should have always been i was actually just listening to a different podcast episode trying to prepare for this one and it was another jenna kutcher episode and she interviewed a period coach and it was so good it was so interesting and she was explaining that your hormones essentially flatline when you're on birth control. So in a normal body state, you've got prior to ovulation, your estrogen is rising and then it drops right before ovulation and your progesterone spikes. But on birth control, you're not really having that experience as much. Your hormones are flatlining and you literally, you don't have a proper cycle. Like you don't experience the menstrual cycle because you're not ovulating. I was told by my doctor that that's normal. Like, it's normal to skip your period. It's normal to not ovulate. It's normal to stop ovulation. I mean, of course, so many women who are into this, like, natural medicine or learning about your cycle and your body, they're all saying, no, ovulation is healthy <laughs> and normal. We ovulate naturally. Why would we stop that? Like, obviously, it's important. Why would we do it otherwise? And she was saying that your cycle is such an amazing thing that you can actually 
really harness it and it can determine whether you're going to be really productive and focused or whether you're going to be more creative or whether you need to rest like you can really work with your cycle you can use it to make your work more productive and effective like she was saying there's seasons to your cycle some are better for planning some are better for rest yeah so it's just so amazing and you can I know other women who really live with and through their cycle like they take it so seriously where if they're at a certain point in their cycle they may or may not do something because they know what they're capable of in that particular season of their cycle it's just so powerful and we're just we're just shutting it down and stopping it and ignoring our body and that is just so harmful, I think. Like, how could that not be a bad thing? I know a few women who do that, too. They're so in tune with their body. Like, how liberating is that? Helps you know so much more, not even about your bodily functions, but just about yourself and who you are. You would feel so much more confident, too. Like, it's such a badass thing to know exactly why you're feeling a certain way to be so in control of your own health and well-being and know like oh this cervical fluid means this like that is so cool (laughs) yeah maybe you're in your cycle and you're on your period and you're just like okay i know i get moody i know i get irritable it's fine if i don't do anything today i'm trying to learn to do that more but of course as women in this society we always have this bell going off in our head that's like you're being lazy you're not doing enough you need to get more done and to just know and understand that you don't have to do that today be amazing and then you can let your partner know too like they can learn with you and i read in that book taking charge of your fertility she talks about how it's the most intimate form of birth control because you can really work together with your partner on it like they can help you track and you can let them know what you're learning then they know what's up too and you can warn them or let them know of different seasons that are coming for you like oh I you know tomorrow I think I'll probably be feeling this way so maybe we can just watch a movie or something like that like that's so cool and that's also how it should be like this whole sex making a baby thing is a two-way street like it's not (laughs) all up to us the recurring pattern that i noticed when we were hearing these stories lots of women were acting like you know the pill doesn't work for me the iud doesn't work for me i don't know what i'm gonna do and i'm kind of like why are you acting like it's all up to you like i think many women are apprehensive to using condoms because maybe their man's like oh it doesn't feel the same or maybe they think it doesn't feel the same or maybe they're afraid to look too vanilla if they're wearing a condom like really ask yourself Mm -hmm. it does not make that big of a difference the job still gets done and if your man's acting like he can't just put on a fucking condom like maybe you need a new man it inhibits (laughs) his pleasure yet he's never made you come once in your life so like really (laughs) yeah it doesn't even boil down to that like maybe you're just too afraid to even bring that up because you'll look you know too vanilla or whatever and it's like even if that in itself like maybe once you do talk about it he's like oh yeah it's fine whatever but that in itself that you feel like you can't even bring it up that's definitely a problem in itself and it just sucks that everyone's acting like this is all up to us and we have to sacrifice our health for it our physical and mental health it's not fair at all so i don't know if your partner's not involved in how you are controlling birth (laughs) they should be i would rather use condoms for the rest of my life rather than have my body 
altered any longer. It's so important for them to be involved. Like, you know, I had, I've had one boyfriend and now my my current boyfriend and first boyfriend helped pay for condoms which was great but money shouldn't be their form of looking out for you they should be involved in what's going on with your body and they should be in my opinion they should be willing to learn in whatever way works best for you and them i know like i've been talking to my therapist about like for me i love learning and i love reading and i tend to think like if my partner isn't willing to do that, then they're not being a good partner, but they might just be wanting to learn in a different way. So whatever way works for your relationship, but I've had enough of these little dinky ass men having a ball with their their girlfriend takes the pill and they get to do whatever they want. Like, no. <laughs> like, what if she gets pregnant? Then what? You know, you're both responsible for this little thing that could turn into a human or could not. And those women who are kind of like feeling like they don't have an option, I feel like lots of people don't even know of the fertility awareness method. And it can kind of be hard to grasp if you've just heard about it. It's hard to even understand what it means and what it's all about. But like we talked about last week, go read Taking Charge of Your Fertility by Tony Weschler. <laughs> just learn about it. You don't have to do it but just take the time to learn about it and that's why this book is so great it tells you exactly how to do it but it also tells you exactly why you should be doing it it's honestly gonna scare you out of doing any kind of other birth control especially if you feel like you don't have any more options because the two you know iud pill whatever else they're fucking you over just try it out yeah even if you're a woman who doesn't need to worry about birth control maybe you exclusively date women it's still an awesome book to learn about your body. Like you just learn about your own body and your partner's body too. She goes over anatomy and the difference between the sexes. It's so good. I just had this small one in the question box that said, I need birth control to help my cystic acne. I tried to go off it for a year and my body was thumbs down emoji. I'll share a long story. This girl said, I was on the pill for three and a half years and didn't realize how much it fucked me up mentally until I came off of it. The only reason I came off was because I was listening to a radio show and one of the hosts said that her and a bunch of other girls went off of the pill and realized how awful it made them. Within two or three weeks of being off of it, I felt like a completely different person. Someone I didn't know for three and a half years. The pill turned me into a monster and it contributed to a lot of reasons why my relationship with my boyfriend crumbled. Now we're back together and stronger than ever. Hmm, I wonder why. I bawled my eyes out of happiness when I was telling my mom how better I felt and don't even recognize the girl I was when I was on it. I'd love to go back on birth control just to have a regular period, but I'm absolutely terrified to because of my experience with it, so I probably never will. Another one where your mental state is completely altered. A similar quote that I heard from a lot of different women too, they said I was a completely different person. That's crazy, and you just throw 10 or 15 or 20 or 25 years of your life, then you're that person. You're a different person for that long. That's frightening oh someone actually said the funniest thing i've ever heard in my life she sent me a photo i'm not gonna show you because it's upsetting it's a mold it's not like a real vagina but it shows how wide open they dilate you when they do this procedure it's like you're giving birth basically spoiler alert she said i thought i'd share because you might find it interesting for the podcast 
And I was like, that is horrific. I'm not giving birth. And she said, I'd rather give birth because you actually get something out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, scary. Someone else messaged me and said, currently writing a paper on healthcare disparities for women. We are often misdiagnosed with anxiety and depression instead of other issues like PSVT, which is a type of heart attack. It can take up to eight years to receive an endometriosis diagnosis, which I've heard. Women are diagnosed with autism later in life because of male research bias in autism studies, and our chronic pain is swept under the rug because we are the more emotional gender. And she said, also, I have an IUD, and it was the worst thing to get put in ever. <laughs> yeah, I've heard all of that. Like, we, I had a couple endometriosis stories and it's just not surprising anymore at all it's just we're hearing the same fucking things all the time women are misdiagnosed this next story i have is actually an endometriosis story birth control specifically the iud in recent years has helped suppress my endometriosis symptoms a lot i am by no means cured and will likely still need surgery but it has made me suffer less i get acne and i'm very sensitive to temperatures but that's the worst of the symptoms it's nice to know the risks but without it i would most likely be disabled that being said they gave my mysoprostol for cervical ripening so it was easy easy to insert and it was so painful they told me to take some tylenol before and that was not enough luckily i had painkillers otherwise i would have gone to the er that night that was in that article they mentioned that drug and said misoprostol misoprostol it doesn't work like it hasn't worked for women and they keep giving it to us what the fuck there's like so many they mentioned so many different drugs in the article and people have told me firsthand too and they're drugs that you would think would work but they don't like it's it's more than tylenol and advil and it still doesn't work it's like you have to basically be out or be on that crazy um laughing gas something like that nitrous oxide this girl kind of falls under the whole you know birth control is helping her a lot in terms of her pain because yeah she would be disabled because as we know, endometriosis is extremely painful for a lot of women. And this is the same girl who actually messaged me. I was I posted on Instagram a few months ago. I was like, my cramps are so bad. Can anybody help me? She was talking about how birth control is also what suppressed her endo for so long. And she didn't even know. So now it's helping her because it does suppress that. But that's why, you know, it takes women so long to figure out that they even have endo because half the time they don't even know until they're off the pill and then they're in excruciating pain or maybe they are on the pill and they're still in pain like it's different for every woman there are certainly pros and cons i had the same person actually said though surprisingly she after she said it was the worst thing to get in i would still i still like the convenience of my iud and i would get it again so that's interesting i think that's definitely a thing like it's so easy but to be the devil's advocate fam is also really easy it depends how you judge it all the emotional pain and the physical pain is not worth it for me and i don't like that i don't understand my body but if you read the book and you learn how to master fam, that Tony Weschler, the author, she said it only takes her students a few hours to really get a handle on it. 
you said it only takes you a couple minutes every morning to track what's going on with you that day. That's super easy and it's non-invasive. You don't have to go through any unnecessary pain or horrible procedures that you pay 300 400 500 600 dollars for yeah and in the book they talk about charting and how you're supposed to track what's going on with your body every day and even that sounds like a lot of work if you have to make the charts someone who does want to write it out you can print charts like this out online but there's so many apps now that just do it all for you i have the flow app i don't even have premium you can buy premium and have like all the special features but i just have it for free and every single day you can track how you're feeling how heavy your flow is when your period is did you exercise any weird symptoms you know do you have diarrhea or fatigue or nausea or whatever so then i can go look back previous month and see how i was feeling around the same time so it's really convenient honestly because then you have confirmation of whether or not you're being a crazy bitch or not (laughs) there's so many facebook groups to do with fam online like if you're looking for a support community and just in terms of like learning how to navigate it or just learning more about it or lots of women will think they have a pregnancy scare and then they'll just ask for support and see did you go through this what did you experience and everyone will weigh in so it's super easy and then you also have a sense of community i mean whatever floats your boat but i really think more women need to look into this and also i was on the pill we still use condoms if i was on iud i know we'd still use condoms i'm doing the fam now i'm doing fam method and we still use condoms i don't want to risk it at all even if just condoms is what you have to do that's totally fine no health risk is involved for anyone with that either (laughs) and if you're allergic to something you get non-latex like exactly yeah And if you do FAM perfectly, the effectiveness rates are sky high. Like, it's more effective than basically anything if you're doing it perfectly. Oh, I use Clue for my period tracking, which is also really good. You can track everything. Like you said, you can track your poops, like everything. It's funny because when you look at the app, on your phone it's very nondescript you would never be able to know that it was for tracking your periods but that also bugs me like you know how everyone's like oh it's really subtle like you would never know that it's for this like here i'll put your iud in a paper bag so no one can see that you're carrying it and oh like hide your tampon in your pocket when you go to the bathroom and all this stupid shit that we've had to do for years because we're taught that our bodies and our cycles are shameful i want my app to have a huge big old uterus on it like a big fat uterus like i want to (laughs) know they were talking about that in the podcast episode too women have been taught to associate their cycles with shame she was saying we can take our lip gloss out we can take our mascara out i have to hide my tampon like that's also for my body that's also an essential product that i need as a woman is just so frustrating that we're supposed to hide it yeah i remember even having shame in high school when i'd get my period and i wouldn't have like a tampon or a pad on me and i i'd be scared to even ask like other women when we shouldn't have to be scared of each other in that sense like the shame is so widespread you know we all all of us experience it but we like to still there's still this big stigma around it towards our fellow women too they really went hard with that like for everyone to be ashamed of their own body they that was a whole thing they did 
This person said, my experience with an IUD is so negative. Yes, it works, but the pain of getting it inserted was the worst pain I've ever felt to the point where I passed out and cried for two days, and my periods have been horrific ever since. I'm so scared to get it taken out, and I have no idea what I'll use for birth control after. I went through five different types of pills prior, and all of them caused me so much acne and hormonal fuckery. I honestly am so tired of it all. Another excruciating pain story. Like, that's so horrible. That's why I'd never get it. I think people are like, yeah, it was super extremely painful, but only for a couple days. That's a deal breaker for me. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want to experience that. No, yeah, there is an aftermath. And for me, it was pretty mild compared to what all of these other women are talking about. I did have another person who said, I got mine inserted by a naturopathic gyno after researching and seeing so many horror stories with GPs and regular gynos, and I've had an amazing experience. No pain getting it put in with her technique and process, and no problem since. I have Kylina, the lowest hormone dose one. You keep preaching, please do your research, because I didn't do that, and I had a really bad experience, and this person did their research and was able to have a pleasant experience. So take charge of your health, even if you want to go the IUD way. The frustrating thing, though, is that it takes like a lot of privilege to be able to get in to see a doctor like that. Like, not everyone can just go see a naturopathic gyno. It's hard, but I'm happy for her that she didn't have to go through all the trauma that everyone else has seemed to have been going through. Somebody said, I have a Marina IUD and I handled the pain of insertion, but the strings went missing, so I had to get an ultrasound to make sure it hadn't traveled and the technician couldn't see it, so we had to stick a wand up my vagina <gasps> to find it, <sighs> and I was traumatized at the experience of a rando doing that to me. No. I was so traumatized that I was shaking. Also, I am terrified I will need surgery to remove it because... because of the no strings so the five-year date has gone by and i am too scared to see the doctor i can't imagine the pain to come that's terrifying she needs to be taken out with me honestly yeah. hit me with a baseball bat i'd rather that than go through that again aren't they worried about the effectiveness at that point like why is it even in there at that point yeah because after five years you're it's expired oh my god uh. I mean, they might be being safe anyway, but like, oh, that's such a horrible... I mean, that's how I feel too, except my experience hasn't been as bad, but like, it's so scary. It's like, wow, I'm actually stuck with this thing until I'm ready to get it taken out, and when I do, I might not be able to get the proper care that I need. Like, right now, I can't get pain management. Nobody cares. If that was me, and I'm sure maybe you're going through this, and I even went through this when I was on the pill. I just wanted to finish my last month and then end it, and every day I took a pill. I was like, am I fucking killing myself? Like, what if I have a stroke tomorrow? Like, anyone with an IUD who's probably listening to this now and thinking, oh my god, I need to get this thing out of me immediately. Like, you're probably, you know, why is it being such a slow process? Why do you have to wait a month just to hear from the doctor like this can be time sensitive stuff when i started when i heard you say stroke and i started looking into it i started seeing stroke 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 like there and in the podcast i was listening to risk of stroke risk of stroke like another life or nothing when i heard about the stroke 
someone I know made a story and she was like, hi guys, any women following me, I'm not on the pill, but I just want you to know this because I think it's such important information. My family friend's daughter has been on the pill for 10 years and she's in her late 20s and she just had a stroke and they know by the type of stroke she had that it was directly related to the birth control pill. And after that, yep, just started seeing it everywhere. My friend was like, I was talking to my doctor about that and she specifically didn't want me to go on the pill because she kept hearing those stories. Whether it's depression or a stroke, like this shit's a matter of life or death. Like why wouldn't it be taken more seriously? Why wouldn't things be solved? quicker instead of us having to go through a million different doctors and phone calls and when I was talking about how women don't even consider it or know about it it's like you go to the doctor you're like I need birth control they're like okay what is it pill IUD patch it's like all these literal things that you can hold physical things that will alter your body and never ever does anybody suggest fam like no doctor does because they don't even want to tell you about it. That's why women don't know about it. It's not mainstream at all because all those little thingies that they manufacture for us make big pharma big profit. Um, someone said, my IUD caused me so many neurological issues to the point where multiple doctors wouldn't believe me and blamed it on a bad gallbladder, which they almost sent me to surgery to get my organ removed rather than just taking my IUD out. I had to beg them to try my IUD out first. Literally within the hour of it being out, I was 100% better. Like, you'd rather cut open my body and take an organ out of me when you could just snatch this little thing. Like, are you kidding me? This one is long. For She said, for seven years, I didn't know what being wet felt like. I mean, I heard about this elusive wetness from friends and on TV, but I literally didn't understand. I had to bring lube with me anytime I thought I might be getting saucy. Thought there was something wrong with me. At 22, I sought birth control, and while that resulted in me getting greasy hair, irregular periods, horrible acne, and new body hair growth, I started to get wet for the first time. And now it works consistently. Who would have known all those seven years birth control was a problem? Also, coming off birth control was rough, but it made me change my lifestyle slash diet so I could fix my hormones, health, acne, periods, etc. It was a long, long journey and my acne is still kind of here. I think birth control stopped me from getting it as a youngin, but everything else is thriving. Then she said, next thing up is learning to live in sync with my cycles to take full charge of the different way I feel through each phase of my cycle. That's all I have from her, which is great. That was quite a journey. Um, I have an absolutely crazy wackadoodle story that will make everyone want to cry. She said, you guys can share this if you want. Maybe it will help anyone considering getting an IUD. When I got it, I was in terrible pain for three days, like so bad that I couldn't move off the couch. All I did was sleep and cry, literally for three whole days. And then four months later, I ended up having an ectopic pregnancy because of the IUD. Basically, I had horrible pain and I couldn't move, so I went to the ER. Found out I had been bleeding internally for who knows how long. I had to have immediate surgery and had to get my right fallopian tube removed along with the IUD. It was really traumatic for me and my husband. Honestly, it was almost three years ago and we're still traumatized. Haven't been on birth control since. Oh my god. That's so horrible. That just sounds tr beyond traumatizing. 
I don't know how you'd ever get over that. It's just not fair. Like, they said it's been three years, and they're still traumatized. Like, this isn't just a one-and-done operation. It's like you carry something with you if something goes badly for you. Even if it goes all right, it's still pretty traumatizing and pretty upsetting. And then you carry that with you for however long. Like, even me, so much more of a less intense experience, but getting it in was so traumatizing to that area of my body that I don't feel comfortable with it. And I used to, and now I don't, and that makes me furious. And can't even imagine. You find out you have an ectopic pregnancy, and then you have to be rushed emergency surgery... I asked, I asked if the internal bleeding was from the IUD, like, putting a hole in her, and she said they couldn't tell if the internal bleeding was from the IUD or from the ectopic pregnancy, but they think it was probably from the pregnancy, since they are pregnancies that form in the fallopian tube instead of the uterus. So basically, the IUD technically did its job, but it didn't prevent a pregnancy in my fallopian tube, and the tube burst, and then I was bleeding internally. I saw images of it, and it was so scary. I didn't even know that was possible. And, like, immediately, like, imagine just going to the doctor, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna cut you open now. That's so scary. Let's see. I have two small ones from the question box. Someone said, I had an IUD. Great experience, just sometimes nervous if it's still there or effective. But I had a horrible experience with a pap smear, and that's all they said, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) So I'm curious. And somebody said, the pill made me crazy. I stopped taking it in 2009. My mom had an IUD lost inside her for years. (gasps) Stop. Someone I had written on my story, like, if you want to know about my story, message me. And someone messaged me and was like, you know, I'd really love to hear your story. So I told them what happened to me. And she said, I had a very similar experience as you. That's why I was so curious. It sucks not having the proper information. I know I definitely didn't. I was in pain for so long after my first IUD. I went this summer to get it removed and I got a new one and I can say it doesn't hurt as much to take out, but I'll never get another one after this. We're all living the same life. Somebody said, I've had two kids naturally and getting my IUD put in was the most pain I think I have ever been in. She said it was worse than childbirth, people. Wow. Yep. I've heard that. That's crazy. She said, I still have mine in me because I'm scared to feel that pain again. (gasps) Has given birth to two kids. And on top of that, for three weeks out of the damn month, I have the worst pains. It honestly feels like contractions. It's terrible. This person also has a crazy psycho story. She said, I went to get the IUD four years ago. My doctor tried and an Obgen tried like five times. He used tools to pull my cervix down, forcefully pushing it in, and it was awful. He never got it placed, and I went through all the pain and never actually got it in. Seeing all this makes me very happy that I didn't in response to my story. The Obgen was trying to insist on giving it to me still, but I needed actual surgery to place it and said I would need surgery to have it removed too. I refused, but he was very pushy. Oh my god. She said he, the doctor was nice but not informative, did not tell me what he was doing while doing it. 
He had these nasty prongs to pull on my cervix. And I bled for a while after and I couldn't have sex with my boyfriend for a week because it hurts so bad. And I didn't even get it. I ended up going on the depot shot, which I'm sure I could have researched more, but so far it's actually been the best option for my body. I should have been told that would be the worst feeling I've felt in my life. I broke my ankle in a soccer game and kept playing. I would gladly do that over ever getting another IUD. He literally just went in and started pulling. I was in tears and he said, oh, it's just pressure, not painful. Wow. Excuse me, get your tools out of my fucking vagina and let me try it on you and then tell you it's not painful. And plus mine was $400 to get it in. I'm so sorry, whoever that happened to. I would simply pass away if it happened to me. This is a good note though. She said, luckily my family doctor is female and she specializes in women's health. When I told her what happened with the Obgen, she boycotted him so she doesn't send her patients to him anymore. Thank God. Wow. Yeah, that's fucking bomb. Like metal, and they use metal and plastic. Like it's not, even if they did it in the most peaceful, calm, pleasant way, it would still be like metal in your, like it's not okay. Like we have pink silicone sex toys. Like take the knowledge, take the knowledge. Just make it seem a little cuter at least. Um, here's another endometriosis story. We were talking about on the last episode, I think, that 10% of women have endometriosis, and I think we can determine that number is also a lot bigger just by these stories. Somebody said, birth control saved my sanity. I am undiagnosed, but my doctors and gynecologists believe I have endometriosis. A few years ago, I was in the hospital due to a severe abdominal infection caused by ruptured ovarian cysts. I've always had horrible periods, super irregular, painful, weird duration, all that. My health team worked with me for about two years until I found the perfect birth control for me and I've been taking it for about five years now. It's the only thing that keeps the pain down, reduces all endo symptoms, and increases my quality of life dramatically. Birth control isn't for everyone, but it's necessary and amazing for some. It shouldn't be trash-talked and degraded the way it has been lately because for a lot of women, it's literally their only option other than a hysterectomy, but there should be more options. There should be safer options and there should be better options. I think that we have to put pressure on big pharma and the healthcare industry to give us what we deserve. I completely get how if there's no options for you and this is the only option and it helps make your life better, I completely understand that, that, you know, you wouldn't like to hear about how trash it is because it's helping you when you really need it. But I think our whole thing is that we're always looking for better and because we deserve it. And frankly, corporations could be doing a whole hell of a lot better and I don't want to make excuses for them and say like, oh, well, you know, it's so much work or blah, blah, blah. Like they could be doing better, but it's, it's underfunded and it's under-researched. Like the resources are not being put into it. And I think that's just important to note and to put pressure on that because it's not fair and it's not okay because I want this person to also be able to have more options I want her to be safe and and at peace and I just think it's absolute trash how we are all treated in the healthcare system 
And I didn't even mention this, but we're also, most of the people who responded to these stories, I would say uh, probably 100% are white. Like, we're also white women. Most of us are thin, able-bodied women. And we are at the top of the pecking order, like, top of the social hierarchy. Because, like, I can't even imagine what black women and disabled women, indigenous women are experiencing. Like, we just saw a video of an indigenous woman being, frankly, murdered in the hospital. And she caught it on camera. But we are also speaking from such a place of privilege right now, and the horror stories are so bad, I can't even imagine what is happening to women of color. It's unacceptable to me. I'm not talking trash, I'm just being realistic. That's why I put the disclaimer in the beginning, because like we said, it helps a lot of women. This episode is more themed... Like we said, we're grateful for for birth control. We're grateful we have an option so we can't have babies. It's a little bit of a feminist move. This episode is more like women's health themed. Not being believed at the doctors. Going through horrible traumatic experiences regarding our health. These all fall under that umbrella. And thank you so much for sharing. I think that's like why our politics are so different from a lot of people. Because we're always pushing for a better world. Not just... The world that we actually exist in right now like people are always trying to make sense of the world that we're in and i think that we should push for change and a, a better more improved system of doing things i'm always shaming the system individuals we've all had the same brainwash women we've all been through the same ridiculous stigma shaming pain unfair treatment it's disgusting like the system is what needs to change for you we're not 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 shaming anyone at all especially because like we've all been there we've all been told to like be on this pill and we've all you know experienced it differently we all have different bodies and that's what we're advocating for we're just advocating for acknowledgement of the fact that we all have different bodies and we're not gonna all react the same to it if birth control helps you i'm so happy for you someone messaged and said My girlfriend just got hers removed and a new one put in and the doctor said that her cervix was tilted and they had to shift things around before the new insertion and she was literally crying for four hours when she got home. She just sat on the toilet and bled for so long. And she said the pain of getting it removed and replaced was like significantly worse than the first time. So there you go. It's not always better the second time, which we're told. We're all, we all come from different backgrounds and different experiences too like some people have never experienced a a pinch of trauma in their life and some people are coming from places of previous illness previous medical history trauma um maybe they're uncomfortable with their body you know whatever and so I think that depending on the person they're definitely going to feel more or less pain especially if you're more or less anxious This woman said, I'd been on birth control for 10 years and I realized that my quote-unquote periods, which I still did not know after 10 years, were actually just withdrawal bleeds, were getting super light to the point where I would hardly bleed for two, maybe three days. This was alarming to me because I had always had really heavy periods pre-birth control and even my withdrawal withdrawal bleeds would be about six days. I also was at the point where I was starting to think about when I want to have children and I've read that it can take one to two years for your body to regulate 
your period post-birth control, so I decided to get off of it. The first thing I noticed was the amount of control I actually had over my emotions and the way I responded to triggers slash arguments. For the first time in 10 years, I actually had clarity over the decisions I made when I was angry or upset. I've always been told my whole life that I have such a bad temper, so I never questioned when I would go off on a rampage because something pissed me off. My entire relationship has changed in the best way because of this clarity over my emotions, and my heart breaks for my younger self because she always thought she was this ticking time bomb that would go off at the smallest thing. But when I decided to go off it, I started reading this book, Taking Charge of Your Fertility, and it changed my fucking life. As I was reading it, my mind was being blown left, right, and center. And then I was pissed that I was 25 years old and only just learning how much my body works. It made me so angry that there was never any education given or offered for me when I was 15 and put on birth control without any further education from my doctor either, which also pisses me off because we deserve to have some sort of education surrounding our bodies and how they function before taking synthetic hormones every day for 10 years. Luckily, I didn't, or haven't yet, experienced any really negative side effects from being on it for so long. But I've been off for a year and a half now, and I feel like I lost so much of myself in those 10 years. My fingers are crossed that when I'm ready to start trying to get pregnant, that everything is working as it should. And thank you so much for sharing that very well-written story, first of all. And second of all, I, for some reason, have that very underlying worry, too, because I've never really had a much of a pregnancy scare And I'm kind of like, wow, I was on this for 10 years. I hope when we start trying that no problems occur because I was on birth control for so long. And there we go. The whole identity crisis thing is woven into it again. This woman's feeling like she lost a part of herself from being on it for so long. Sad. It is scary to think about if you want to have a baby and wondering maybe if you can't. I was reading in the book that miscarriages actually happen far more often than we think. There might be a very minor miscarriage very early on that we don't know was a miscarriage. It's very interesting and and sad. This person said, Also, I bled while having sex for 10 years, saw so many doctors for it, did some testing, and it always led nowhere. And it wasn't until I saw a lady doctor for something else and mentioned it in passing. She was like, we'll figure this out, and without a month, she got me an appointment with an obgen, had my cervix cauterized, and never bled again. Ten years, and probably six or seven doctors over those ten years. So if this happens to anyone reading this, you might have cervical ectopy, 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 and it can be fixed. Ten years. Ten years. Someone else said my gynecologist recommended I get an IUD right off the bat to help with my horrible cramps. It was the most expensive option, almost $500 to drop on something that may or may not work. In addition, I heard the countless horror stories of painful insertion and removal from people in my life who have or had them. I ended up going with the pill again, even though I had less than ideal experience on it in the past, as ibuprofen and acetaminophen did nothing for the pain. The pill has helped, but it's still outrageous that women have to pay ridiculous amounts for basic health care or the endless doctor's appointments to get a maybe diagnosis or none at all. Someone said, I feel so fortunate that I never experienced any pain with my IUD. 
It was the first procedure like that for me, and I didn't find it painful, more so than cramps anyway, and I'm guessing it was a rare occurrence that many don't get. And my last one that I got, I never felt particularly bad on the pill, but being off of it almost a year now, wow, it's been amazing. If you feel like nothing's wrong with the pill when you're on it, maybe just really think about it and think if that's actually the case and think of how you might feel once you're off it. She said, I just want to share my story. I'm guessing most of the stories you've received have been super negative and anti-birth control. I would love for another option, like you said, but it's the only one I have right now. It works for me and honestly, it's super hard reading all of these women shit-talking the pill and producing all of these arguments and reasons for why we should all stop taking it. It's toxic to read for the small percentage of women who are grateful and enjoy their birth control experience and it makes me feel like some traitor to all women because I don't align with the anti-pill movement. Just to play devil devil's advocate, here provide another perspective yeah nobody's trying to shame anybody everyone has a different experience and honestly this isn't the normal perspective of birth control the normal perspective of birth control is taking it when i decided i wanted to come off of it so many people in my life were like do not do that you are going to get pregnant and i felt shamed and like i was making the wrong decision and made to feel like i'm crazy So, like, that's just the general experience of women when they decide to make any decision about their body. That's just what happens. And everyone has a different opinion and a different experience, and that's why we made this episode, to shed light on all those opinions and experiences. Yeah, just like with everything, it's super backwards. There's so much more doubt when it comes to doing it with FAM, the fertility awareness method, but... If you go on a pill, everyone's happy. If you get something shoved up inside you, everyone's happy. But, like, God forbid that you try to do something that's really natural for your body. All these women have had horrific experiences. Are they not valid? Well, I think we covered everything. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, We hope you will make more informed decisions on what kind of birth control you want to pursue in life. Like we mentioned last week, we have a Patreon now. If you guys enjoy our content, this is is a lot of work every week that we do love and enjoy doing. Um, Obviously, we don't get paid for it. So if you guys feel like contributing $5 a month, you can head to the link in our podcast description the link's also in our instagram bio um and you can follow us on instagram you can send us an email if you want at the too much podcast at gmail.com if you guys are interested in doing a like a one-time payment you can also message our instagram about our paypal and you can do that if you want because i know committing to monthly payments is like a lot and please don't do it like we always say please don't do it if you can't afford it <laughs> we should also mention that the five dollars a month is us so it would be more like you know 650 or seven dollars and then we get a percentage of that and patreon keeps a part of it too so yeah i just want to say like i before we even asked for solicited thoughts on birth control we got so many people just messaging us and just like being so vulnerable and telling us all of these really personal stories and it's just amazing this community that we have it's little but i it's really amazing so far and i just really want to thank everyone for being so open and vulnerable and trusting us and then when we asked for more stories you guys delivered and it was just really powerful and 
it just really helps you put things into perspective and realize that if 25 or 30 people in our tiny community have had such horrific experiences, what must the rest of the world look like? Like on a global scale, even in in North America where we have, it's a, a Western culture and birth control is really prevalent here. How many women are going through this? Yeah, thank you so much for trusting us and being vulnerable. We really, really, really appreciate it and we're glad that you guys just feel comfortable enough to reach out to us. So thanks and have a good week. Thank you. See you next week. Bye.